0: box a box of chocolates Would I know to stay away what oh, said Hand not box a box of chocolates would I eat them anyway cause every time I have half a mind to leave you babe that means I have half a mind to
1: stay It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture every Thursday at 6.30. Thank you, David, for filling in for me last week. I'm back, and I've got a beer in my hand. I don't actually drink beer, but you do, and I want to hand this to you and tell you about a local business that is creating a beer garden. We're going to hear all about that in just a moment, but in the meantime, some Amos Milburn.
2: Since my baby's been gone Everything's lost I'm on this kick And I can't get off One scotch One bourbon One beer One scotch One bourbon One beer Please, Mr. Bartender, listen here i ain't here for trouble so have no fear one scotch one bourbon one beer my woman started me on this spree i can't find her and she can't find me she left this morning said she wouldn't stay she's been out all night and it's the break of day one scotch One bourbon, one beer One scotch, one bourbon, one beer Please, Mr. Bartender, listen here I ain't here for trouble, so have no fear One scotch, one bourbon, one beer
1: Oh, thank you, Amos Milburn. That was from 1953. One scotch, one bourbon, one beer. And possibly even a more famous version. It was John Lee Hooker's version in 1966, but he wanted his drinks in a different order. One bourbon, one scotch, one beer. So it's all a matter of taste, you see. And speaking of taste, I guess I admitted a moment ago that I don't actually drink beer, but when people create food and drink that makes people very happy, especially when it's locally made. That just makes me happy. And this very evening, Bill's Beer Garden is opening at Downtown Home and Garden. Bill's Beer Garden is at 218 South Ashley Street. And it's Mark Hodesh, who is the owner of Downtown Home and Garden. And his partner, Bill Zolkowski, is the co-owner of the Beer Garden. And I talked to Mark yesterday about what was going on with the Beer Garden, which is, in fact open today, and you can find out more about that at downtownhomeandgarden.com. Here's Mark Hodish.
3: The way this idea came about, a few things drove it. Uh, One is that we had this parking lot, kind of a lovely enclosed area associated with downtown home and garden, and when the store closes at 7, the parking lot closed, and it sat empty all night, and downtown just starts to come to life about 7, so we were trying to take advantage of all the people downtown in the evening. And the other thing then was specifically about beer gardens. My daughter took me one to one in Brooklyn a couple of years ago. And I realized when I grew up around Ann Arbor, the old guys referred to beer gardens as and bars interchangeably. And when I saw a real beer garden, I realized that was something distinctly different. It was a family activity, um, fun, talking to people you don't know, rubbing shoulders, meeting new people. And long tables and uh, children playing around, and it wasn't really, uh, it was a a family social event. So we set about uh, what we hope will be a a, a neighborhood gathering spot, uh, a place for people that live on the old west side to come downtown and have a drink and uh, also come from Main Street. Maybe if they're waiting for a reservation up there or just in the evening when they don't feel like going into a restaurant or sitting on busy Main Street, they can sit in our little garden area and um, watch the world go by.
1: So it's a parking lot, but it has a certain ambiance. and you've built some new structures for it.
3: Yeah. Uh, So uh, about 10 or 12 years ago, we wanted to display merchandise outdoors, and we had to have security. So we had a handmade iron fence put around it and then it was my wife Margaret's genius idea to make it welcoming by putting a hedge of trees around the outside sort of a hedge on stilts that's above the fence and the effect is rather than a junkyard fence that says keep out this was come hither it's a nice place in here it's a friendly enclosure so uh it was very successful at drawing people in and it will um continue to be fun then when you're sitting inside you're distinctly different from the traffic outside but you can watch that go by and then uh because we do use the parking in the daytime we built a cute little structure in back uh to sell the beer from and and um have the pumps in, and uh, with bathrooms, because that was all all um, legal requirements. And um, it's charming. The whole thing fits together. Plus, there are two pavilions to sit under for in inclement weather, too. So we'll have, um, if it's raining, we'll have seating for about 50, and if it's nice and sunny, seating for about 200. Okay. And what's the goal beer-wise? So there are a l- lot of great Michigan beer crafters, and we'll be carrying 10 of them. I don't think we're starting with a non-alcoholic beer, but there'll be one shortly. And um, hard cider and sangria to come, and some soft drinks, too, for the kids. And uh, I think we'll have a, a credible pretzel. And also, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, we started Mark's Carts, which is a food cart courtyard on the other side of the store. And some of them will be open in the evening. so. Uh, Uh, beer drinkers can get food from Mark's carts and have it brought over to them. So that will range from uh, grilled cheese sandwiches, kind of uh, gourmet grilled cheese sandwiches, uh, nice Mexican food, Indian food, Chinese street food, wood-fired pizza. So those will be available. Maybe not all of them every night, but those will be uh, available on a rotating basis in in the beer garden. So when you sit down, you'll see, you'll see a menu in front of you of beers and then also uh, menus from the food carts, and there'll be a phone number on the food cart menus you can call over and place an order. Okay.
1: I get the sense you really enjoy creating a sense of community and neighborhood.
3: It's really gratifying to see more people coming to this corner, of this street, than have ever before when i started in business 35 40 years ago um there were blowing newspapers vacant stores lost souls on the street people living in single rooms above the bars and um people that just see ann arbor now wouldn't recognize that as being the same place so uh, now it's families walking along uh, entertainment in the evening it's just a uh, a lovely place in the evenings, and um, more and more people coming to the block all the time, and that helps our core business, which is downtown Home and Garden, which has really evolved from an old-fashioned livery stable. And the more people that come, whether for beer or for Mark's carts and food, uh, more people lift all all the businesses. So uh, I enjoy watching it. I enjoy watching the community coalesce around this activity, and it's good for business, too.
1: There's Amos Millbourne again. Where'd he come from? He's got one scotch, one bourbon, and one beer. He must have got the scotch and bourbon from somewhere else. But at Bill's Beer Garden, well, that's open right now. It's just begun at downtown Holman Garden at 216... Sorry, 218 South, Ashley. Opened at 5, and it's going to be open until 11 this evening, the grand opening of Bill's Beer Garden. An opportunity for local business to do something local using local beers, in fact. And some of the beers include Bell's Two-Hearted Ale... Uh, Dark Horse Crooked Tree IPA, Michigan beers, including the Fluffer, the Dragon Mead Mead Final Absolution, Founders Dirty Bastard, the Schmutz Brewing Oktoberfest, the Primordial Porter, which I think we all have experienced in life, Arbor Brewing's got one in there, Uh, the New Grist has a gluten-free one and an Einbecker non-alcoholic, Dragon's Milk, we all should drink dragon's milk, don't you think? Well, that's at uh, Bill's Beer Garden, which has just opened this evening. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. Thank you for Mark Hodesh for talking about that and about Mark Hodesh and Bill Zalkowski's venture there, Bill's Beer Garden. You can find out more about that at downtownhomengarden.com. And in the meantime, thank you again, Amos Milburn, for that music we've just heard a moment ago. But now we're going to swing over to Germany. Let's have another beer. Let's have it in German.
2: Kinder kommt und seid gemütlich, jetzt ist es gerade so nett. Kinder kommt und seid doch friedlich, danken könnt ihr euch im Bett. Ich hab noch das Geld für die Miete bei mir. Der Hauswirt kann warten. Herr Ober, ein Bier! Jetzt trinken wir noch ein. Jetzt trinken wir noch ein. Und dann gehen wir noch nicht nach Hause. Jetzt trinken wir noch ein. Jetzt trinken wir noch eins. Und dann machen wir eine Pause. Und in der Pause, da essen wir ne Wurst, denn nach so ne Wurst kriegt man immer wieder durch. Hm. Dann trinken wir noch rein, dann trinken wir noch ein, und dann gehen wir noch nicht nach Hause. Bier hier, Bier her, oder ich fall um. Kinder, ach, wie schön war's früher, da hat man doch noch hier lebt. Heute kommt der vier der blaue Vögelchen klebt. Doch schleppt er auch weg unter Das Lied, er ankommt, das kennen wir ja schon. Jetzt trinken wir noch ein, jetzt trinken wir noch ein. Und dann gehen wir noch nicht nach Hause. Jetzt trinken wir noch ein. Jetzt trinken wir noch ein. Und dann machen wir eine Pause. Und in der Pause da essen wir eine Wurst. Denn nur so einer Wurst kriegt man immer wieder durch. Dann trinken wir noch ein. Dann trinken wir noch ein. Und dann gehen wir noch nicht nach Hause. Give me a
1: Oh good heavens. Thank you. The Comedian Harmonists. Beautiful, beautiful. That was Let's Have Another Beer. Exclamation point. I think they mean it. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. I'm still Mike. Coming up at seven our Wolf will help us to face the music. In the meanwhile, in the meanwhile thing, some other liquid and imbibing related news today. The ACLU of Michigan has filed a federal lawsuit today. The American Civil Liberties Union of Michigan has asked a judge to strike down a Michigan Liquor Control Commission rule prohibiting businesses with liquor licenses from displaying election signs that endorse a political candidate or party. This is today. Says Michael J. Steinberg, ACLU of Michigan legal director, In a free society, business owners shouldn't have to trade in their free speech rights for a liquor license. Political signs play a crucial role in elections, and our local restaurants and taverns have always been social and political hubs. Singling out businesses with liquor licenses for censorship makes no sense and violates basic democratic principles, says Michael J. Steinberg. While today's lawsuit, the press release says, was brought on behalf of a popular restaurant and bar in Ann Arbor called The Out Bar, it will impact the free speech rights of restaurant, bar, and liquor store owners throughout the state. Several weeks ago, Outbar owner Martin Contreras posted signs in front of his business, supporting John Dingell for Congress and Carol Kunkey for Washtenaw County Circuit Court Judge. However, after learning about the no-election signs rule and consulting with the Liquor Control Commission staff, he removed the signs. The penalty for violating the rule ranges from a $300 fine to loss of a liquor license. This is all in a press release from the ACLU of Michigan. They filed a federal lawsuit today. They've asked a judge to strike down the Michigan Liquor Control Commission rule, prohibiting businesses with liquor licenses from displaying election signs that endorse a political candidate or party. Today, that happened today, today is also the 40th anniversary of the Clean Water Act. So if you like beer that tastes fresh and clean, it's always good to have water that's good in it, don't you think? Says Huff Post Green, on October 18, 1972, 40 years ago, the Clean Water Act was passed by Congress on an overwhelming bipartisan vote. Now, 40 years later, our rivers, lakes, and bays are in far better condition, and nobody is yearning for the days when the Cuyahoga River repeatedly caught on fire and Lake Erie was pronounced dead. The House of Representatives passed the Clean Water Act on a vote of 366 to 11 on October 18, 1972. So, more beer, says the comedian Harmonists. More clean water in that? I think that works. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. I'm still Mike for the most part, but in the meantime, here's a fellow who needs to do a better job of picking a good place to hang out with people and drink and be happy. Don't you think? We'll, we'll, just, this is, we'll, we'll see what he, ha, what he has to say. This is Squeeze. Yeah. Biggin's not his business. Yep, yep, no more nappy smelling. Well, that's squeeze for you. That's up the junction. And I wondered if that was uh, an English slang phrase kind of along the lines of up a creek. But I looked that up, and it doesn't seem to be that. It it's actually started out as a novel written in the early 60s about a seedy part of England. Clapham is the place, and that's at least according to the book. And he mentions, I never thought it would happen with me and a girl from Clapham. That was made into a movie called Up the Junction, which has music by Manfred Mann. There's a song on it about food, about meat purveyors, and I don't think it's meant as a double entendre, but I think I'm going to have to find that and play it on this show. Mm. So, Arbeth will be here to help us face the music in less than 10 minutes, but in the meantime, beer is the general subject here, and we've been talking about Bill's Beer Garden in Ann Arbor, which is going on right now, making its debut tonight. Meanwhile, over in Grand Rapids, the Grand Rapids Public Museum has started an exhibition called Thank You Beer. Thank you, beer. says here, Agriculture, the Pyramids, Antibiotics. From a humble bar coaster to community contests via social media, the exhibition looks at life through beer-colored glasses. Thank You Beer highlights the intelligence and enlightenment of the famous brew and the brewers who are exploring a whole new world of craftsmanship and taste. Learn about the ingredients and chemistry of brewing, the cultural contributions of beer, the failure of prohibition, it failed, and the role of beer in pop culture. This exhibition is at the Grand Rapids Public Museum now through December 30th, and there is a Brewer's Challenge that it's an audience judged competition this weekend in Grand Rapids that will showcase Michigan regional brewers. That's this Friday and Saturday and you can find out about that at the Grand Rapids Public Museum website. There will also be a series of things called Beer School featuring a series of five Thursday evening classes. October 25th is going to be Harvest, a summer gathering, and there will be other events as well. You can find out about Beer School by calling 616 456 3977. That's all at the Grand Rapids Public Museum. Meanwhile, in Grand Rapids, I was there for Art Prize recently. My friend Lindsay showed me a funeral home turned brewery. Suppose more accurately, a funeral chapel turned brewery in Grand Rapids East Town neighborhood called Brewery Vivant. Vivant, life, yes. According to their website, the Metcalf family operated the largest funeral home in Grand Rapids from 1894 to 1980. The location where the brewery now stands was built in 1915, although the building was originally constructed as an auto garage. The Metcalf people repurposed it as the livery for the company's 17 large white horses when they moved to their Cherry Street location in 1916. Now, I've got to stop here because here, here we have horses again. It was a livery. Well, we were just talking earlier about downtown Home and Garden in Ann Arbor. That was a livery, too, for horses, I believe. But definitely a livery. And here we are in Grand Rapids talking about a livery turned Funeral chapel-turned-brewery? Well, over the years, the funeral home expanded. In 1948, the current chapel building was built that now is home to the brewery Vivant Pub. The original wood beams and light fixtures were able to be restored. All the renovations followed strict historic preservation standards. It's a lovely former chapel-turned-pub, you know. When we were there, football games were being projected onto a concrete wall. The whole praise the Lord and pass the Hail Mary pass thing going on there, you know, at Brewery Vervant, they do make their own brew. In fact, big old brewery thingies in the back and brewing it all. So, beer is everywhere in Michigan in this crisp October air, here, there, and everywhere. Well, thank you so much for tuning into Pandora's Lunchbox. Don't stop tuning in because our hope will help us to face the music in just a few moments. Mentioning again in Ann Arbor that Bill's Beer Garden has made its debut at. Downtown and Garden in Ann Arbor. And you can find out more about that at downtownhomeandgarden.com. Find out what they have on tap and find out what food will be available on what days and such. By going over there, you can do it that way. We're going to end with another Amos Milbourne song. We started out with one scotch, one bourbon, one beer in that particular order. Now a little bit philosophical, though, to get us into the Arwolf world. This is a song called Thinking and Drinking. I don't know if I'm thinking what kind of beer he's drinking when he's thinking. Whether it is beer, in fact, I'm not thinking whether it is or isn't, but we will, in fact, find out, I believe. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Keep on listening to Amos and Beyond.
0: When
2: well, I've been thinking and i've been drinking yes i've been thinking and i've been drinking and the more i think the more i drink the more i drink the more i think i can't stop thinking about what you did to me well i've been walking And I've been talking, yes I've been walking, and I've been talking, yes the more I walk, the more I talk, and the more I talk, the more I walk, I can't stop talking about what you did to me. Slept for many days And I've lost my appetite I've lost my mind so many ways Don't know if it's day or night Yes, I'll keep thinking And I'll keep drinking Yes, I'll keep thinking And I'll keep drinking Well, the more I think The more I drink And the more I drink The more I think I can't stop thinking about what you did to me because I'll keep thinking and I'll keep drinking and I'll keep thinking, and I'll keep drinking and I'll keep thinking, and I'll keep drinking and I'll keep thinking, and I'll keep drinking and i'll keep thinking everybody stop drink <laughs> Amen. Mm-hmm. Been waking up the world. God. You don't want me to go to sleep. Put a plug out of you and you'll be dead. I got a computer go at home that's mean, that was invented back in 1930 something. You know, the piano roll? you scared of that. How? How?
4: Let's see, I think I put that together. i got to remaster that and sharpen it up a little. But it appears to have been dug up. I think I put that together about well, 25 years ago or something like that. It's almost 7 o'clock. This is WCBN FM, isn't it? My name is R. Wolf, and thanks, Mike, for another fascinating, thought provoking half hour of Spur of the Moment radio. Put the spurs on the moment. Face the Music is an hour of vintage recordings, happens every week at this time. I would like right now to surrender to the influence of Jelly Roll Morton and see where the music takes us. You want to go with me? If you're like me, you're a little bit tired but very happy to be alive. Let's see what the music does for both of us.